Welcome, Connell. Hey, Hugh. And, and welcome, welcome listeners. listeners. Welcome, Producer Gil. Hello. Hugh, why are we here? Is goal setting BS? That's what we're going to uncover on today's show. So we're going to be talking goals and frameworks to set goals. We've got a new segment coming up. What's that, Connell? That's Bad's Box. I think it's called Bad's Box. (laughs) (laughs) Pronunciation. (laughs) Pronunciation. And we're we're rearranging the show order and we've got Closing the Loop coming up. But right now, let's get into... Well, we're going to be starting it off with Rapid Fire Reviews. This is 2P1J. In our Rapid Fire Reviews, we spend 30 seconds reflecting on what we learned from last week's episode. Hugh? Kick us off. Two points, Connell. I don't know if show three was any good. (laughs) Genuinely, to our customer listeners, if they can tell us. Second point, not quite in the scope of rapid fire review. I'm calling the shot. I'm saying this is going to be our best show. To date. Bold. Two bold points. To date. (laughs) And and you? I realise that seemingly small changes can make a big difference and you have to take time to pay attention to them and adjust. So, for example, I think I need to move further away from the microphone when I laugh because I've got a noxious laugh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love those words. (laughs) Okay. Show order's changing this week. We're moving up closing the loop because it's important in the context of goal setting. So, let's go to closing the loop where we spend a few seconds rehashing things that we didn't get clear on in previous episodes. Welcome to Two Paths, One Journey. So what are we talking about in Closing the Loop today? Well, we're going to summarise our first three shows before we jump into the goal-setting episode, just so we make sure that everyone's aligned and clear on our purpose and our values and our customer. So to kick us off, we've settled on a purpose at the moment to inspire and educate business owners. Perfect. Our values? We have come up with three values, that two of which we're settled on, and a third that we're going to get Gil to, to weigh in on. The first, listener first, always. The listener is all that matters. Second thing, be fearless, take risks, average is the enemy. Hugh, I'm going to let you introduce this one. And the third value, iterate, test, fail, test, fail. Our listeners will tell us if it's any good. And Connell, who's our customer? Our customer is the business owner. And one more point of order. I thought you said in an earlier show you were going to be concise. <laughs> there were some sections that weren't concise enough. So, <laughs> Best show yet. <laughs> best show yet. Don't muck it up for me. <laughs> okay, so let's go. On to the show. You're listening to Two Paths, One Journey with Hugh Reardon and Connell Faulkner. Well, before we get too deep into it, let's touch on a subject we've talked about in the past already, the BHAG. Yep, quick refresher on a BHAG. So big, hairy, audacious goal. 10 years plus should align with your company purpose and values, which we talked to death in the first show. So the premise of today is like, how do you get from your BHAG to your day-to-day? And that's what we're going to try unpack and that we're going to get clear on goal setting. Well, how do we start to even consider what good goal setting looks like? What sort of points are we trying to cover? Perfect segue. It's like you wrote a script for a call. <laughs> Let, let's define what, what a good goal looks like. I think that's really important. So we've got a, a few bullet points and I'll start with, well, I'll read the bullet points and you can interlace if you think it's important. So straight away, what does a good goal look like? Number one, got to be clear and specific, okay? Align with the organization's values and purpose, like a BHAG. This is particularly pertinent for me because in preparation for this episode, I tried to actually perform some of these exercises and set goals for myself. And I realized my purpose being too fuzzy actually prevented me from being able to do that. Yeah. Like last week, literally we're there and it's like, does this align with my purpose and weren't clear enough 
on the purpose, still not particularly clear on your purpose for your own business, but it was an opportunity to rework it. So the second thing, align the goals across all levels of the organizations, all the way through, get everybody rowing in the same direction. So I think that's a really second point. Point three, limit the number of goals. So not too many goals. Absolutely. And this, you know, connects back to the last week as well, preparing for the show. You actually said a quote from Confucius, the man who chases two rabbits catches neither. Exactly. I thought your delivery would be better, but that's okay. (laughs) Do we want to look back at your joke from episode one? (laughs) Talk about delivery? Yeah, okay. Man who lives in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. (laughs) Okay, okay. Point four, goals should be visible and written down. Everybody should know, transparency, communicate and talk about the challenges. Yeah, we're not going to go too deep onto this point because it's all about accountability and we're talking about that in our next show, people. Yep, so- Having them transparent drives accountability. Great for your people. Point five, you've got to check in. You've got to review. You know, did you hit the goal? You've got to refine because a business is evolving. So refine on feedback and changing circumstances. So that's point five of setting a good goal. You got nothing to say? Got nothing. My mouth is closed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the final thing is to celebrate. You go on a big journey, like a BHAG, as we said, is a 10 to 25 year goal. You want to celebrate when you hit it. Yeah. And- Sorry, I cut you off, but I'll just I'll just loop back to point one. That's why it's got to be clear and specific. You've got to know that you hit the goal. Yeah. And what were you going to say we, we celebrate? Well, I just think it's interesting. This is probably one of the few points where I think I actually hit this better than you do. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> so, celebrate. So, yeah, I celebrate. And I think you mentioned in one yeah. of the earlier episodes, that's something you want to work on. Yeah, I agree. You I'm, can look I, to me. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I can learn from, I can learn from you. No, I agree with that. I, I fail to celebrate the topic. So- We'll set some goals today for our business, the the 2P1J podcast, and we'll celebrate with our listeners because hopefully they, they get on the journey with us and they share some of these goals. So to the topic, how do you get this to match your day-to-day and your workflow? Because you're all busy, things crop up. So how do you get the goals that you're setting, make sure that they're clear specific, make sure they're across all levels of the organization, make sure you don't have too many, make sure they're visible. Make sure you're checking in, reviewing them, and you're celebrating them. How do you do that? Well, luckily for us, you there are a few frameworks that you can easily implement. So, you know, you can rely on knowledge or you can just use these easy, simple acronyms. Oh, I set you up there and I was, I was failing you're going to fumble the ball. So, uh, that's exactly- <laughs> Did you have a joke loaded in the barrel? No, I didn't. I was just oh, like, Colin, I'm waiting, for you. I'm waiting for you to speak. Exactly. So, we're going to talk about Smarter and OKR, which are a couple of goal-setting frameworks. And hopefully we don't bore the crap out of everybody, but these are important. If you want to deliver on your goals, you need a framework. And in a new segment coming up, which we we talked about in the opener, in Bads's box, I think he actually touches on this. Bads has got no idea what we're talking about, so it, it was really nice. So let's start with with the theory, with, with OKR. Yeah. Well, I learned from you, and I'm going to steal some of your points. But OKR is an acronym which I didn't realize at the start, and it stands for Objective Key Results and they're pretty well intertwined. You know, your key results feed into your objectives and then your key results become objectives, which have their own key results below. So it's cascading, but you can talk more to it. Yeah, the best thing that I like about an OKR is cascading. So an objective becomes a key result. So the key part of the theory is that if you deliver on all your key results, your objective should be met. And then that key result could be an objective for somebody else in the organization. So it's so as I said in point two, like connect all goals through all levels. That's the beauty about OKR. It cascades all the way down. And I've got a really good summary of, of that. 
<laughs> Rookie award. Hughes knocked over his pen reaching for a book. <laughs> and I didn't bring the medal today, so I am safe. Safe <laughs> as houses. <laughs> I'll virtually award it to him after the show. <laughs> okay. So John Doer, who's a venture capitalist out of Silicon Valley, um, he wrote Measure What Matters, and it's got the best example. And Really simple example. So we'll put this in the show notes so people can can get onto our website and they can have a look at the show notes and and explain it. And we'll also put our our goals into the show notes and, and our values into the show notes. So they'll be there by the time this goes there. So this story tells how the goals cascade through the organization in the, in the example of a Super Bowl uh, franchise owner. So the NFL franchise owner, their goal is to make some money. So let's, let's say they want to make $100 million. So they've got two key results. So the objective is make an extra $100 million with their NFL Connell superstars. <laughs> Very catching franchise name. So key result number one is win the Super Bowl. It's an objective in its own right because you know whether you've won the Super Bowl or not. Key result number two is fill the home stands to 90%. So those two then cascade down the organisation. The head coach is responsible for winning the Super Bowl. So let's talk about that stream. And the marketing manager is responsible for filling the stands. So the head coach. To win the Super Bowl, they've got to deliver 300 yards of passing attack per game. They've got to ensure less than 17 points defensively per game. And they've got to ensure the special teams are ranked within the top three. So this is just an example. You can see that the head coach has now got three things, offense, defense, and special teams. That then cascades down to those individual coaches. So the offensive coach, they've got to make sure they're getting the yards per game. The defensive coach, got to make sure they're reducing the points and the special teams. And then the same thing that goes down to the quarterback, to the linebackers, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the power of the OKRs and why I like it so much because it, it's, it's a framework and it cascades down through the organisation. Yeah. And what really jumped out at me when we discussed this example prior, it was actually the example you gave me to help me align myself with this kind of concept. And um, I really liked it and I found it really valuable because something I was struggling with was the fact that given that I'm the only person in my business, I'm my business and my business is me. So any goals I set are very personal, you know, like let's just take, for example, make money because as much as I hate to admit it, I need to make money to survive. There's no point having my own business if I'm not making money. And it just, it didn't feel, it felt like a selfish goal. And I didn't know how to connect this, what I considered selfish goal to more actionable, measurable goals that I could actually deliver on and a team could deliver on if I had more people under me. And that really showed how, you know, a simple goal like making money really plays out in an entire organization and the effects that it has on everyone below you as the business owner. Yeah. And because we we ran this exercise last week specifically for yourself, it was too pronged. We knew we we're doing the show and it's like, we're not just doing stuff that we talk about. We're actually living and breathing these things. And you ran it through and, and to be, and we'll interject some of your examples as we continue to build out the OKR for the podcast or our objectives and key results for the podcast. And the same thing is like your, your first goal in your, your business is to get to break even cash flow, which is, that's what you're saying when making money, you're like getting, getting to break even cash flow. And you've got a series of steps and then a series of sub-steps and a series of sub-steps to get to that. And that's, where, that's what I'm talking about. These frameworks allow to say, what's your six, 10, 12-month goal or six, 12-month, five-year goal and gets it all the way down to your day-to-day. Yeah. So I'll throw to you, Connell. Now- We've set an objective, which is literally a goal. So 
how do you write a good objective? Good. Couldn't have put it better myself, you. So this is where another framework can be implemented. And many of our listeners may already be familiar with it, but it's the SMART goal setting framework, wherein SMART is just an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. But it's more than that. To go a step further, S stands for setting specific goals that are clear and focused. M is for measurable goals that are quantifiable and can be tracked. A is for achievable goals that are realistic and attainable. R is for relevant goals that align with purpose, values, and BHAG. And T is time-bound goals that have a deadline. So a little bit right there, but... <laughs> that's okay. But um, yeah, that's kind of the criteria you want to be looking at when setting objectives. So each prepared for this episode and I was like, Connell, can you just do the definition of SMART goals? And then I just reviewed it. That's just part of the, the process that we've got. And I was like, Connell, it, it's an acronym. So Mr. King acronym of the values. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, never, he never actually said it was an acronym. But that's, <laughs> that's right. So exactly. So when you, when you write an objective, when you write a goal, a good framework to write a goal is that SMART framework. And we'll keep coming back to it and we'll keep testing against the SMART framework. So, so that's how the two things link together. OKR is the framework for cascading goals through the organisation. And as you said, even if you're a one-man band, solopreneur, it cascades your goals down to your day-to-day. Yeah. 100, 100,000 people organisation cascades it all the way down yeah. to the day-to-day. So we haven't started talking about any of our specific goals yet. But some of our listeners might remember and may not be aware, we actually set a BHAG earlier in the season. We uh, A point of order. Oh, objection. You said a BHAG. <laughs> <laughs> it's a group effort. You didn't deny it. <laughs> no. I said we'd put a pin in it. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what I said. But so, no. So. no, no, no. So if you remember Hugh, Hugh. <laughs> no, that's true. I did. I did. And... Um, yeah, I mean, Hugh, I hope you remember what the BHAG was because we recorded that episode about four times now. But in the first show, I said that we should aim to be bigger than the Joe Rogan experience. Now, I know you have some thoughts on it, so let him rip. What have you got? Um, it's a bad BHAG. And there's there's a couple of, couple of different reasons apart from the obvious. Well, and I won't assume the listener knows the obvious, but let's just break it down. It's not specific. Okay, so again, so I'm just testing the BHAG. It's it's bigger than the joke. Like what number, what measure, when, mm-hmm. do you know? It doesn't have a timeline and that, that goes to specific and measurable. So we can't measure it, do you know? The thing that I really have a problem with achievable. So Joe Rogan mm-hmm. appeals to his, his audience that he appeals to. He appeals to the everyday listener. He's already got a massive brand. He's already getting people in with other brands. So us to aim at that level just makes no sense where our purpose is to inspire and educate the business owner. So just from a, our addressable market is much less than that. So it's not a goal that we should even consider. Relevant. Again, getting out to the business owners, I think it's relevant. Getting out to as many people as so it's good. And time-bound. It, it wasn't time-bound. didn't have a date. Mm. So that's why... That's a bad BHAG. The sentiment was right, but it, it didn't miss that. And, and that's what we're going to keep doing. Yep. So we wrote a better BHAG, which Gil hasn't heard. So it's it's the number one business podcast in Australia by 2033. So that's given us a 10-year horizon to, yep. to hit that number. Okay. Uh, we know that it's a bit fuzzy around the podcast numbers, So, we'll, but it's pretty clear that number one business podcast in Australia by 2023. I'm going to take it a bit of a step further. And this is to just show, again, something that I've learned. But this is a granular system. 
if you wanted to, you could use OKRs to go <laughs> all the way down to bottom level. Well, I think you should. I think you should. The Just never the, stop. Absolutely. The bigger the business, the further you should go down. The person sweeping the floor, which is an important job, they need to know why they're sweeping the floor. And, and there's that famous quote when Kennedy visited NASA when they're putting a man on the moon and he stopped the janitor in the hallway and he's, and he's like, how are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? And the janitor replied, I'm putting a man on the moon. Yeah. So that OKR and that framework, they know they're aligned by purpose. They're not yeah. cleaning the floor. They're putting a man on the moon. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great. So let's look at this BHAG that we've now set and, and break it down because one of the points I wanted to call out. So we've put a time onto it, 2020, 2033. <laughs> yeah. I'll never not get that wrong. Um, 2033. But when? Start of the year, mid-year, any time in that year, end of the year. Okay. Yep. Let's go December 23. Good work. Did you say December 23? <laughs> December 30, oh, 33. December, yeah, okay. December 33. Okay. I'm ambitious but realistic. Let's give us a good chunk yeah. of time. It, yeah. it may, in, in realistic terms, putting it against your business cycle, 30th of June. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, being specific. Yeah. So we've got time bound ticked off. So let's run through. I, I think we should run through SMART and just make sure we've covered everything. Yep. Is it specific? Absolutely. Yep. Number one business podcast almost can't get more specific than that. Yep. Is it measurable, quantifiable? Can it be tracked? Thank yep. God we have charts. <laughs> yeah, there's podcast rankings. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Is it achievable, realistic, and attainable? Well, this is an interesting one. Yeah, so this is a BHAG. So it's big, hairy, and audacious. And actually, that will lead into a good point around OKRs. So the essence of a BHAG, you shouldn't know whether you're going to hit it. I don't know whether we're going to hit that. Mm -hmm. Like we're show four... And we're, we're setting a goal out 2033. So I think it's big. I think it's hairy. I think it's audacious. Well, Achievable or not, I don't know. But but I think that's part of it. Yep. Okay, good. So BHAG kind of shifts the metric there a little bit, I guess, just in nature being a bit aspirational. Relevant though, it aligns with our purpose. We want to inspire and educate. And we can't do that any better than by doing that to as many people as it takes to get to number one. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's ticked off. And time down, we've already hit. So yep. well done. So I just want to make a point that if you're in a more advanced business, having a 10-year BHAG is important. And I'm glad that we set a BHAG. And I know when we're doing the exercise with you, Connell, that, that you struggle with a BHAG because your business is too new. Mm. So the same with, with us as a podcast. For us to go to a BHAG back to the day-to-day, the -to -day is too, it's too much of a leap. So we've just started at the next six months. So that's where we've started our OKR journey. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And that's what we should start to talk about now. Moving from having this BHAG that's overarching and then bringing it down to the day-to-day. -day. So we have come up with an OKR outside of this that we've agreed upon. Hugh, you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, I will. And I'll, I'll just give a bit of a backstory. So we did a bit of research before last filming episode. I was like, Gil, what's a good show? From We're, we're a couple of nobodies with not a big audience. You know, I don't have a million followers on Twitter or anything else. So he's like 300, 300 downloads in your final episodes, a good number. A hundred episodes, family and friends are going to get you a hundred episodes. 300's good traction. I did a bit of further research and a big branded show expects around 2000 downloads, you know, after their 20th or so show. So we're not a big brand, you know, a hundred is a fail. 300 from producer Guild is a good mark. 2000 is a nationally produced show. So that, that was the, the, the level. So our quarterly objective 
That's another thing that we haven't said in OKRs. They're usually done quarterly. So you have four OKR cycles a year. So our quarterly objective is get 500 downloads on any single show by the 30th of June, 2023. Yes. And I will just call out as well. So during your talk just then, you said 100 episodes, 100 100 downloads. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so we're not, yeah. we haven't got another 99 no, no, <laughs> locked no, no, in no. the barrel yet. Yeah. But so, so to give everybody some color, we, we will have done 10 episodes. Uh, we'll re-release our fourth episode the first time as a pilot. So there'll be 11 episodes. So we want to hit 500 downloads in any one of those shows. And that's a good with 300 being an, a pretty good result, 2,000 being a nationally produced show, it's an aspirational goal. Yeah. Now, this is where there's a little bit of mystery. So together, we came up with a couple key results that will drive us to achieve that objective. Because again, as long as you're hitting your key results, you're achieving your objective. But we also talked about potentially thinking of ones ourselves, other key results. You did you did you think of any? Yeah, I did think of some key results and and how we get from how we get from the key results or how we build out the key results to, to that objective. Yep. Before we jump into the key results, I've used the term aspirational objective. I think this is really important for people listening because we don't know whether we're going to hit the 500 objective. So it's aspirational. So you shouldn't limit yourself by goals that you know, you know you're going to, going to hit. So how do you have success in that respect? Also, the Sorry, I just got distracted by Gil's heavy breathing. Good <laughs> sigh. <laughs> uh, big, we we must not be doing well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if he's, if he's the audience. Okay, back, back, to, back to committed and aspirational. So things that you know that you are going to do well, uh, things that you know you're going to deliver on are committed. Uh, things that you're aiming are aspirational, aspirational. So, you, so in the OKR system, you set a traffic light system, which is just a percentage. Yep. So, for example, a committed goal, we're going to do this, is a 100%. Where an aspirational goal, you, you set a level that you think is an acceptable level. So you may say 80% or above is green. You know, 80%, So 80% of 500 is 400. Yeah. So, so to build it out, so I just want to make sure we're being clear. So the traffic light system is a green, yellow, red system. And it's essentially in that order where green, if you're hitting your green, you're good. Yellow is you're happy, but could be better. Red is you need to improve, if if I understand that correctly. Is that right? Yes. And without getting too technical deep into the OKR, if you set a goal too easy, why set a goal? Like if you're just going to fall over yourself, it's not really a goal. Do you know? So you need to be able to stretch yourself, but then there are things that you, you just must deliver on. Yeah. So our top level goal is aspirational. And I think we've got to beat that 300. So setting it at 60%, which is 300 of, of um, 500, is it's not aspirational enough because that's that's just okay. Yeah. So setting it at 70 or 80% uh, or above. So if we get 400 or above, that's where we're targeting. And I know it sounds, it can sound a bit contradictory. It's like, well, why don't you just set the goal for 400? Well, you want people to stretch. You, you don't want them because you get to 400 and you're like, oh, we've done enough. No, we're aiming for 500, but it's aiming high and missing. Yeah. So that's part of the fundamental thinking behind it. You want to get the structure so you're still striving. Yeah. So when you're picking those percentages to use for aspirational goals, is there any rhyme or reason or is it just what you think is realistic? Is that about bringing the achievability back into it? I think it comes back to the data points, you know, yeah. where you want to go. Like if we hit, we want to do better than 300, but if we hit 300, it's going to be yellow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's the same in the traffic lock system. It's not a fail. Yeah. So if we set, 
if we set 400 and we go 250 to to 400 is is yellow like if we get 250 of and Gil said 300 was a good good starting amount then then it's yellow yeah we've done okay but anything under 250 then I think we've failed specifically when Gil said if you have less than 100 you know you get 100 is family and friends yep. so let me put it back to our objective then so the objective is to get 500 downloads on any single show by the 30th of June and that's aspirational Yes. So if we get 500, green light, we're good. If we get anything over 300, yellow light, happy, but could do better. And then anything under 250, red light, yep. do better. And it's banded. So, But what we'll do is we'll put this up in the show notes. So go to our website and have a look, find episode four around goal setting, and we'll map it all out yep. and, and be really clear. And I'll, I'll do a little supporting video just so, because this is why we're here to inspire and educate. It's like, this is the guys doing it on the show so they can- they can actually follow it through. And as I said earlier, I'll also put the Super Bowl example on. So, Connell, we've got an objective. It fits the SMART framework. So now we've got to talk about the mini objectives or the key results under that to achieve that. Perfect. Well, there are a few that we came up with together and we'll pick them apart to say whether they're good or bad or not uh, kind of along the way. The first of which we put as being tell 200 acquaintances and strangers each about the show. So, few kind of things to just point out there. It's acquaintances and strangers. So Hugh very knowledgeably pointed out that he can talk to people that he lives near, but he doesn't consider friends. Unlucky if that's anyone that listens to this. (laughs) Uh, Our second key result is to tell 40 people that we know each about the show. And then our third was to promote all the 2P1J social channels daily. So that can be promoting the channels themselves or promoting the show through the channels. And then we've left it up to each other to come up with some more key results. So, Hugh, you've got a couple in the barrel. Yep. I'm going to digress like I always do. (laughs) We've broken it down into two things. We want 500 listeners. So, we've gone straight to a couple of key results. And I think this this is a mistake and this is a process. So, when we split and we close the show off, so just to give everybody a bit of insight, we close the show off on a Wednesday. So, we agree and then we add our individual material. So I went back and I'm like, this is just a bad way to do things. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And so we need to break it down. So first thing we we need to do is key result number two. We need to deliver a thousand pieces of content or interaction to promote the show. That's not a clear smarter goal. So it's specific. And Gil interjected earlier saying, I think 500 is too ambitious because we just, so we need to work the numbers. So under that is, a, so that's a, that's, that's a key result one. And then I think the, the pieces that you just laid out, again, they're not defined as smarter goals, but that was deliberate. They sit under that. So part one is for me is the, the promotion of the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's key result one. And then that's got the sub series yes. of, of key results under that. Then under the objective, I've, I've written key results number two. If we want people to listen, and this is just an open question, I wasn't really, I wasn't trying to set you up. We need to do a better show. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So we can promote a shitty show to the cows come home, but fundamentally we need to do a better product as well. So I think that should be the two streams that we run on, and that's that's what I've gone with. I've gone key result number one around how much and how how we promote. Key result number two, how do we build a better show? 
Yeah, good. Let me dive into these a little bit. So let's go key result number two first. So improving the show's quality. Do you have any key results for that as an objective or have we not gone that far? I haven't got a clear objective and this is the, uh, and I wanted to leave it a little bit raw yeah. so so our listener, our customer could, could get a feel for it. So I, was, I started with provide more value to our customers by creating a better show, increasing show engagement over episodes as measured by average minutes listened. So that needs a that needs a date on it, yep. and it's a trend. So we need to map the trend. So is it measurable? I think it's measurable because it's got average minutes listened. It's an increase in average minutes listened. To be a good OKR, it should have a percentage. But I think in this early stages, because we don't have a trend, like if we had a trend of ten percent month on month, then we we could say beat the trend, you know, aim for 15%, but we're just looking for an uplift. So I think it's measurable. Is it achievable? Again, it's an aspirational goal. So we should, we don't know whether we're going to get that, but all the bits and pieces under it should be committed. Uh, It's relevant. I think if we build a better show, people will listen longer. They'll tell their friends. Yeah. Okay. Let me throw another kind of key Key result. Oh my God, I had to refer to my notes. Yeah. Um, another key result under that. So, because I, this is raw as well. Yeah. I hadn't heard this before. Yeah, so, no. I want to see if I'm on the same same wavelength. So, for that to improve the show, could a key result be implement one change as determined by the listeners per week, the majority of listeners? So, you know, we have we have methods for listeners to give us feedback and we actively ask for it. We want yeah. that feedback. So, you know, we take what the majority says and then we implement that change every week and we test it, yep. test, fail, test, fail. Much similar to my thinking. So we, we want to we want to build a better show. We want people to listen longer. Makes sense. We want to get that feedback. So I've got one key result, again, not in the SMART framework, but the goal is to take the, the concept and move it to the SMART framework. So I've got increased customer engagement, which mm-hmm. increased listener engagement. And then under that, as a subset of that, increase feedback of how to make the show better. And then under that, act on the feedback. Yeah. So you can see that we're, we're, we're all one and the same and people are doing the same sort of thing, but we're going to, we want 500 listeners, 500 downloads by June 2020, June 2023. 30, 33? <laughs> yeah, I know. We can't get it right. I was just, I paused because of that. And, yeah. and then so, so to do that, we, we want to build a better show. And then to do that, we we want to get our listeners commenting on the show. Mm-hmm. And then to do that, we want to take actions uh, the listeners are advising. So that's exactly how it does. But the trick is each of those steps need to fit into that smart framework. Mm-hmm. And I said it earlier, granular. It's a granular process and it's yeah. absolutely insane. Well, I will say I'm <laughs> disappointed in myself <laughs> because you've done incredible. <laughs> I've not. <laughs> uh, so let's have you got some key results and, and how they work? Because I've I've I think I've got one particularly excellent key result around making a better show, but Okay. We'll be the judge. I'll give my key result for the objectives, uh, the, the quarter's objective. So yeah. getting 500 downloads. Take one for the team and listen to the show 500 times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Unique I'm downloads. No, that's actually a good point. That's a, that's a good point because you, you made a joke, but it actually says we it, it's delivered. Uh, and I know you're just, you know, but it should be get 500 unique. So, yes. so. Uh, Yep. So perfect. Like I know that was in jest, but that's it's like there, there was a little light bulb moment there. Okay, good. good. 
Good. Well done. Well uh, done. <laughs> I knew that. I intended for that. <laughs> uh, my actual one, though, which isn't much better. Don't don't be too excited. Um, develop an email subscription channel that generates twenty subscribers and allows them to easily forward our information onto their wider network. Yeah. Again, within the same time frame. So twenty subscribers by thirtieth of June, and then allows them to expand. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a that's a good one. You've got the time frame, and. To continue the theme, it's like, well, what steps? Have you got any sub-steps under that? No, I didn't go that deep. Yeah, okay. So we've got the subsets under that to say, well, how are you going to do that? So firstly, you need the software to do that, whether whatever that looks like. Um, thinking of the word CRM yeah. to, to, handle, <laughs> to, to handle your mail strategy. Okay, so you get a CRM, HubSpot, it's free. Uh, HubSpot, you better pay for that <laughs> plug um, uh, or, or I'll just get Gil to, to blank it out. No, no, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so free CRM, develop a CRM, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Start crafting a call to action to get people to subscribe. So perfect. So now you can see we've got this 500 as our six-month goal and you, you're down to the day to, well, someone's got to subscribe to a CRM. Someone's got to pick the CRM, you know, be all of these things. And you can move quite quickly when it's a team of one or a team of two. But as a team of 100, or making sure that everything's set up and cascading, it's, it's quite good. Yeah, there can be blockages on the line. You have to deal with that. Well, let's go back to you, the, the master at action. <laughs> What's the key result? Well, yep. As I said, we'll, we'll build this out. We'll get every key result so everybody can follow along, have a look at the show notes and, and objectives and key results, and we'll keep coming back to it. For, for deliver a thousand pieces of content, that was that number will change. We'll get that KR in a, in a good, in a smarter goal framework. To Gil's point earlier, if we deliver a thousand pieces of good content, that says one in two people listen to the show, which is not going to happen. It's probably one in 100. Yep. And if we're aiming for 500, that's 50,000 pieces of content, uh, which doesn't make sense. Assume we're going to fall over 150 between, there's two of us, family and friends, just say we get 150. Yep. So that leaves 350. If it's one in 100, it's 35,000 pieces of content. We are not going to be able to generate 35,000 pieces of content. So we need to do something else, be a bit more creative. So it's, a, it's definitely an ambitious objective. So you can see how it's starting to fit together. And I'm not going to back away from the goal, but we need to say, if we're going to put one post on TikTok, you know, once a week, we're not going to get there. Mm, yeah. Okay. And the other thing that I'll make a point around committed goals, if we if we work out the math and we go, we're each going to put two posts a week on LinkedIn, that's a committed goal. There is nothing preventing us from, from doing that. If we're going to put a post on TikTok every day or alternate days, that's a committed goal. So we've got these series of committed goals that we cannot miss that cascade up to our aspirational goal. Yeah. So key result number two, probably aimed, aimed a little bit Gil can judge whether it's any good. Um, but the few things, and again, these aren't in the smarter framework, but key result, I think we need to implement a, a show review process. Okay. Which we're doing, but we yeah. need to implement the process. I think we need to, this is maybe controversial, reduce show frequency because we need to do a better show. Mm. And I don't think with our current businesses and other things, we can do that weekly. So I think that's for discussion. This is, and again, we we put it into the framework, but then it's kind of, it's, We've got this crossroads. We're like, we want to do 500 downloads by June 2023, but we're actually talking about reducing the show. So that's really difficult. So you've got yeah. to work through it. And obviously the cliche, as you all know, like sex sells. 
So I think I need to get a more attractive co-host. You know, <laughs> I'm going to contend that <laughs> challenge. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in the um, in the second point. So reducing frequency, and this is the fundamental of goal setting as well. And and it's the tie between what we've been talking about in not only this show but previous shows too. It's important to remember your customers too. And when we're discussing our customers, they're business owners, and they're time poor. So it may not even hinder them. If they're not having to listen to a show every week, they get 30 minutes, 40 minutes, however long of their life back. They might be happy with that. I think that's a really good point. Well done. And ah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, it gives a journey of how we've mapped out the first show. So we've talked about mission, purpose, and values, and then we've got clear in them. And then we've tried to understand our customers. We then spoke about mindset because you're going to get all of these contradictory information. And now we're talking about goals. So the same sort of thing. If we're not clear on a purpose and we don't know our customer, how can you set a goal? You set a goal and and to your point, that actually contradicts our customer journey or that actually aligns with our customer journey. And I tend to agree, potentially someone that's busy, they're not going to miss a weekly show. So we'll build all of these out into the proper framework, commit to them, or make them aspirational using that traffic light system. I'll do a couple of explainer videos. It'll all be up in the show notes and we'll go from there. So I just want to move forward that this is our goal. And when I say our, this this is our audience goals. Like our customers, our listeners, they're the only ones that can help us deliver on this. Like we can do our best and the same thing going back to the mindset, locust of control, what we can control. We can do all of these things and we may miss. So it's, it's, it's up to our customers to help us on this journey. So what we need to ask ourselves is how can they help us hit this? Is there any ideas that they have on what else we can do? We're open to feedback. It's an open door. You can go on www.2p1j.com. There's a form you can complete. Absolutely. And we'll keep same thing back in the point, like check-in reviews. So in closing the loop, we'll, ca- we'll start tracking our numbers. It'll take a while to get those numbers because we're a brand new show and they'll be a bit raw. That's fine. We'll create a dashboard on the website so you can see how we're going. And then it's up to you to help us own the goal. Like any business, you've got to make the sales. And if we're not getting people listening to the show, then why do the show? If we're not fulfilling on our purpose, why do the show? Mm. And we test and iterate. That's our value. And we keep moving forward. On that depressing note, let's go to something more fun. So this is where my expertise comes into play because- we're not just going to achieve this goal and check in for this goal throughout time and then be done with it once we hit it. If we hit it, we're going to celebrate. We're going to party. Hugh, how are we going to celebrate this win? Well, I think it'll be our customer's win. Yes. So yep. it'll be our customer's win. So so we should give the award to, you know, we should celebrate with our customers. And Gil's kindly offered to uh, give his studio over for 10 shows for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie award. <laughs> no, didn't get the response that I wanted. So, no shock and awe. Yeah, no shock and awe. No, so we'll organise some merch. We'll think of a good reward. We'll, we'll promote our show as part of the promotion, the reward that we give to our listeners and customers. Because... I really feel that there's a strong connection between you running a business, you trying a lot of things, not having a very big budget, trying what works and getting the feedback. So all of those people that are listening, we cannot do it without you. Yeah. And just so the listeners know, I put forward a pizza party, but that got immediately shut down. (laughs) (laughs) What are you, six? (laughs) (laughs) That six-year-old awkward kid (laughs) at the dance with the pizza. (laughs) So I think that that, is the core theme and, and we'll come back to it. But now we've got our new segment where 
Ryan Baddock is going to give his unfiltered opinion on what he thinks about goals. You've told me a bit about Ryan. What's some points about him? Oh, there's a bit of mythology there, you know, like father of two girls, former hand model. Beautiful. Yeah, I did yeah. notice his hands. Yeah, lovely hands. <laughs> and he also uh, turned down a lucrative um, pro wakeboarding career when he when he did his, his ACL. So, yeah. So let's look forward and see what Ryan has to say. You're listening to Two Paths, One Journey. We've got a new segment today. Good friend, Ryan Baddock, and he's here for Bads' Box. So it's a metaphorical soapbox. Ryan's going to come up and give his opinion on the subject of goal setting today, and we'll see what happens. Welcome, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We're very excited and, and keen to see what happens, as you put it. Well, I think this actually aligns with one of our values, being fearless. So we've, we've run this, <laughs> this segment together, and, and it might hit the, edit, hit the floor of the cutting room. <laughs> okay, so what's your take on goal setting, Ryan? Uh, look, goal setting uh, is bullshit most of the time because people set bullshit goals that they don't hold themselves accountable to and they're unrealistic. So, you know, you'll read a book or you'll, you'll listen to something and you'll go, everyone says, set a goal and, and so you set some lofty goal that means nothing to you personally and therefore you end up not achieving that goal. You, the, the flow on from that is that it doesn't motivate you, it doesn't generate anything and, and so therefore it's a, it's a waste of time. If you're going to set a goal, you want to actually get down to the root of what's important to you personally and what do you want to get in a business setting. Ultimately, you're in business for a reason that may be something to do that's got to come back to you personally. And whether that be you, your family, some achievement or some position or some kind of uh, wealth number or something like that, that actually generates something for you and your family. You know, people's goal is to build a legacy well that's a crock of shit like what is actually a legacy and what does that mean for you not build a legacy or not 10x my numbers or you know um, my goal is to be the greatest plumber in on the gold coast that's not a goal like that's not measurable that's not specific and so goal setting is critically important to success but you've got to actually find out what's important to you do the work internally and then actually get down to the nitty-gritty set those steps and the plans and the process and actually hold yourself accountable, revisit those goals so that they continue to maintain their relevance and actually do something about getting there rather than having something that's a, some motherhood statement written on the wall of your office. Do, do you need to take a breath? Like, I've got to throw to Connell, but I've just got to say, you give a man a task to get up on a soapbox and he just runs with it. <laughs> he, 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 got, he got the brief. <laughs> so, Ryan laid down a lot of points. You want to pick a few out? Yeah, I guess just to kind of give my summary to what you said, Ryan. So, it's not that you think goal setting is bullshit. It's that you think how people go about it is wrong. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think people struggle to find something that's, you know, intrinsically relevant to them rather than, yeah. So goal setting, I find, I believe is critically important, but you've got to set the right goal and you've got to be brave enough to actually get it out there and hold yourself accountable to it rather than just have have a, a never-ending goal. I mean, I've worked in an organisation that wanted to be the number one um, in their field and after three years of not achieving number one, they amended it to one or two and thought that was fantastic, yeah. we'll just carry on like, you know, that's just a, it was an unrealistic goal to start with. Yeah. 
And just for our, our listener, our customer, Ryan doesn't know the show. So he, he's just joined us, you know, he, he doesn't know the show. So that's part of the risk. That's part of the be fearless, get Ryan on, see what he says, see if he completely undermines the show in his five-minute seg- seg- segment or he aligns. And I think he's aligned, like that's what we've spoken about, getting your 10-year goal or your 25-year goal, that BHAG, how it should align with your values, your purpose. And Ryan said it in, in a different way, but I think we're singing the same song. Yeah. He's got a different tune, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, that's exactly right. It's the framework you use to develop those goals. So when you are setting a goal for yourself, I mean, you're a business owner as well, Ryan. What sort of things do you want to cover? What criteria do you need to meet for yourself to be happy with the goal you set? Yeah, that's a good question. Look, my goals for myself revolve around what flows out for myself and my family and the community. So I have goals in various buckets, I suppose. I have goals in terms of what I want the business to achieve and what I want it to look like. And then I have goals around what I want, where we want to sit in the community. Uh, And then I have goals on if we hit those two things for the business, what does that then do for me and my family and for our ongoing situation? So I have goals in kind of three categories, which is business, community and and personal. And I have uh, the time frame of seven years because seven years is around about a, a life cycle or, a, you know, a stage of life. So I think that's a good number to look at a, a seven-year term rather than a than a five or ten. I reckon we we wrap up Bads's box. Yep. As I said, Ryan got the brief. We're not the judge of whether it was any good or not. <laughs> our customer, our listener is the judge. So if you want a bit more Bads's box, you need to get on the socials and tell whether you enjoyed it and let us know. And um, to be continued. But thanks, Ryan. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. All the best. Chat to you next week. <laughs> Very assumptuous. He's, he's confident. Yeah. Hey, I'll be back. Don't worry. You won't be able to get enough. <laughs> Bads's box. Did the listeners like it? Who knows? You decide. If we like it, let us know. We'll bring him back again. He did have beautiful hands. Might want to keep him just for that. <laughs> What's next on Two Paths, One Journey? In upcoming shows, our listeners get to look forward to us talking about people. So that's what's next. But in the meantime, we want our listeners to share their goals with us. If you've got a company and you've got goals, if you have a BHAG, send it to us. We'll help you. We'll keep you accountable. Also, back to our show, how can we hit our quarterly objectives? What are your ideas? How can you help us? Go ahead and share. Need those downloads. And I know we say it a lot, but we do need your help. You're our customer. It's up to you to tell us how to make the show better what else we can do to inspire, and how better we can educate you. Where can they find us, Connell? Well, we have 2P1J on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, or they can visit us at www.2p1j.com. So tell your friends if you haven't told them already, and if you have told them, just tell them again. Let's wrap it up for goals. Perfect. What did we talk about, you? Did we answer the question on how to set goals? Connell's nodding. I think we did a good job. So let's go quick refresher. Goal setting needs a framework, and we discuss the frameworks with OKR and SMART. So if you go to set goals and you don't have a framework, you're I'm throwing to you, mate, because I've got nothing. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this is my opportunity to spike. <laughs> you're directionless. <laughs> you're directionless. You're rudderless. You're not yeah. going all in the same direction. Yes. Thank you for helping me out. So <laughs> did we live our values for the show, Connell? I mean, I don't think it's up to us. I think the audience needs to decide. Have we put the listener first? Were we fearless? And What's our last one? <laughs> iterate. <laughs> we, yes. No, I think we delivered on iterated yeah. because, again, this, as I called my shot earlier in the yeah. rapid fire review, yeah. best show to date. And that's because we keep 
changing the process. And that's a key result, get a better show. So we've got to keep iterating that. Next week's show, one more time. People, look forward to it. People, okay. Thanks, Connell. Thanks, you. Thanks, Gil. And most importantly, thank our listeners. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Two Paths, One Journey. Thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you really love today's show, please leave us a five-star review. It helps other people discover the show and grow our community. We also want to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can reach us at 2p1j.com or send us an email at info at 2p1j.com. We read every message and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening to 2P1J. We'll see you next time.